The buddy cop action comedy movie hit its heyday by the end of the 1980s with genre-defining box office winners like 48 Hours and Lethal Weapon. The formula is pretty straightforward. Two wise-cracking detectives who share almost nothing in common team up and face a barrage of messy, violent drama before coming together to fight the bad guys and save the day. This formula has proven to be effective, resulting in a lot of success with occasional bright spots in the modern era. In 1986, a year before Lethal Weapon changed the game, director Peter Hyams directed this 80s flick starring two up-and-coming actors of the day, dancer Gregory Hines and comedian Billy Crystal. Although the film didn't make any significant impact on cinema and has become largely forgotten, it remains a quality example of the genre and an entertaining film with a solid story and a memorable cast. So jump in the spray-painted unmarked police car, don't lose your pants, and crank up Michael McDonald's sweet freedom as Jerry D, Nicholas Pep and I discuss Running Scared on this special episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. Follow that car! Danny and Ray are no ordinary cops. Did I come at a bad time? The good news is... Captain! In 30 days, they're gonna... Vamos! We're gonna retire. The bad news is. Oh no! Every crook in Chicago wants one last shot at them. You're gonna die for this. Ooh. Gregory Hines, <laughs> Billy Crystal, Running Scared, Rated R. Starts Friday. Check newspapers for a theater. I'm Tim Williams, the mastermind behind the mic at the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. Joining me on each epic episode is a guest co-host who's as crazy about 80s flicks as they are about wearing parachute pants and solving Rubik's Cubes. We're diving into nostalgic treasures we saw at the local theater, rented on VHS tapes, or discovered on cable TV. From blockbusters that make you say, I feel the need, the need for speed. To hidden gems that'll have you screaming. They're here. It's a blast to relive these old memories and share our thoughts on what made these movies so special. We reminisce about our first time watch experiences, share our favorite scenes, and even discover fascinating behind the scenes tales about the cast and crew along the way. Haven't hit that subscribe button yet? What are you waiting for? Come on, do it! On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And hey, while you're at it, be a pal and drop us a written review along with a five-star rating to tell us what you think about us. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Take a day off and come hang out with us on social media. Just search 80s Flick Flashback on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And don't forget to bookmark 80sflickflashback.com for more gnarly content. Get out of town. I didn't know you did anything creative. Want to crank it all the way up to 11? Become a supporter on buymeacoffee.com for only $5 a month. Do or do not. There is no try. Click the link in our episode show notes, and while you're there, soak up the extra trivia and fun stuff that didn't make it into today's show. Thanks again for tuning in. Now, let's get right into today's episode. 
Well, welcome in, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. We are kicking off our next 100 episodes with one of my favorite forgotten 80s flicks. This past Christmas, Jerry D. from Totally Rad Christmas invited me and Nicholas Pepin from Pop Culture Roulette to be his guest co-host to talk about Running Scared. So this is an abbreviated replay of that episode. We had a lot of fun, and I know you'll enjoy it. So let's jump right in. Now, joining me are two Totally Rad Christmas all-stars. My first guest you'll know from 80s Flick Flashback, it's Tim Williams. Tim, how's it going? It's going good, but I have one thing to say. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought it was Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect for this one. Uh, that was a great job, yeah. Thank you. My next guest you've heard on Pop Culture Roulette, it's Nicholas Pepin. Nicholas, what's happening? I was thinking about retiring and opening a bar in Key West. <laughs> you should. <laughs> what does he say? We have a duty to those ladies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something like that. It's it's good to to be back talking with y'all. Um, it's been a while. Like, I think Nicholas, the last thing we talked about was, what was a KB? Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you include when you came on my show and we did that little mini interview. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. We did it. Yeah. Have an interview. And Tim, I think it's also been uh, Cobra, I think was the last thing. I think Cobra was the last one we did. It's been been a a little bit, but yeah, we finally got around to it. Another non-Christmas Christmas movie. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So today we're actually here to talk about it's part of my series that I'm doing this year of like movies from the 80s that are just awesome and have just the tiniest bit of Christmas in it. Uh, I, I've covered a few of them this year and I, I got a few more coming like Tron and uh, Last Starfighter and things like that. But before we talk this this film, Running Scared, I want to do my brand new segment, Hit Me With The Toaster. So I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions and I want you to just hit me with the first answer you can think about. Okay, so don't think too hard about it. So <laughs> question number one, which cop duo would you want protecting you from 80s street gangs? Costanzo and Hughes or Riggs and Murtaugh? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I think you're asking two people who are going to answer Riggs and Murtaugh. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, am, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As as we've done Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 over on 80s like Flashback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and we did. I did Lethal Weapon with uh, Jerry uh, as well. So oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Question two. Good choice, by the way, because I think Riggs alone could probably protect yeah, you pretty well yeah yeah would you rather be partnered with costanzo or hughes billy crystal or uh, gregory hines that's tough like my first thing is i'd want to be partnered with costanza but i feel like i'm going to be laughing the whole time so i'm not going to get my job done so then i'll have to <laughs> right. go with hughes because it'll probably save my life more than costanza will but uh but you know hanging out all day with billy crystal would still be a lot of fun i think so I- yeah I think I'm going to go Costanzo as well, just because like the idea of hanging out with Billy Crystal all day, like you just never know what he's going to say or what, what's going to come out of that mouth. So Right. <laughs> well, apparently he did improv a little bit on this movie, so I get it. Yeah. yeah. Gregory Hines is, is cool, but, you know, hanging out <laughs> with the, the mystic from, you know, Princess Bride. Uh, Miracle Max. Miracle Max. Oh, yeah, Miracle yeah. Max. Miracle Max. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So that's just a way for our listeners to get to know you guys a little bit better. So thank you for that. But today we're talking Running Scared from 1986. 
What do you guys remember about Running Scared? Like, what's your history or experience with it? And, and why don't we start with you, Nicholas? Well, I watched it for the first time last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> when I remembered that we were talking about the the, uh, the movie uh, today, I was like, I should probably watch that. <laughs> right on. Right on. Okay. Initial thoughts? I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I mean, yeah, I think there's a reason why it's not as talked about as in in regards to some other 80s buddy cop movies but you must have been talking about it at some point because i put it on my watch list a long yeah. time ago i'm sure i did because it's one of my favorites like i think it's one i saw this as a kid probably way younger than i should have like most <laughs> like action, everything else from like them. most action movies from the 80s uh i watched much younger than i should have but right. and it's like i don't remember if i was already a fan of billy crystal and it must have been something that I came on. So this came out 86. Mm. No, so I, right. probably, I probably would have saw this on video. So probably one that I rented um, and just liked. And I probably recorded it off of TV and watched it a bunch of times because I think mm -hmm. I remember some of the edited aspects of it more so than the right. than, than the, the theatrical cut. So, but I've seen it so many times and it's, it still makes me laugh. There's still like great quotes that I, that I think of at random times. Uh, like my favorite one is he, he fell on a knife like 14 times. Like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> like, uh, one of he my favorites. Yeah, exactly. He had or, an accident. He fell, fell on a knife 14 or times. Or what was the other one? The, uh, the tattoo guy when he's getting the tattoo and he's like, I, oh, yeah. if I stab her again, she's going to leave me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hold still. He's like, what are you, you know, it's like, he's like, what are you doing? Well, I'm hold still. I'm trying to say uh, born to squeal. <laughs> yeah so so i mean you know billy crystal just being billy crystal right. is great and and i will say for this one like i forget how great gregory hines was and it makes me miss him because he you know i mean i don't think he lived much past the 90s i think it was like i think he passed in like the mid 90s wasn't it so his real was, heyday was the 80s right it was, it was uh, two, 2003 yeah was, was yeah, it really yeah but wife, yeah it was around that earlier yeah. I think he had pretty much stopped acting in a lot right. of stuff before yeah. that, but and it was uh, cancer, I think. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe he got sick in the '90s, and that's why he wasn't doing stuff as much. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm kind of so I'm kind of in between both of y'all. <laughs> so uh, of course, I did watch it when I was younger, but I actually first saw this movie or parts of this movie from the video. To Sweet Freedom by Michael McDonald. Right. We watched right. a lot of MTV and I remember the video because they showed clips of the movie and, mm -hmm. you know, and then the characters were interacting with Michael McDonald and it was just cool. And I remember like, what's that movie? And then uh, a few years later, so it was already the late 80s by the time I saw it. So it had to be on video, maybe mm -hmm. on like HBO or one of those uh, Cinemax or something. But that's when I saw it for the first time. Again, probably a little older, so not quite as as bad, but I still probably shouldn't have been seeing it, yeah. but Billy Crystal was, was the uh, same thing. I knew him from Saturday night live. He was hilarious. Uh, you know, the, you look marvelous. I mean, that's just, that was classic. Um, just, I loved Billy Crystal. And so I was, I was all in and I saw mm -hmm. the movie and it was great. And then I kind of like a lot of things, you know, I kind of forgot about it when other stuff came out like video mm -hmm. games and, uh, <laughs> you know, Mortal Kombat was, was, we were huge and we would go to the arcade and play that. And I kind of forgot about a lot of things. And then, uh, cut to about five or six years ago when I just happened to catch it one time on, on TV. Of course, same thing. It was kind of 
pretty edited, mm-hmm. but it was still hilarious. So I throw it on every once in a while just because it's it's fun and mm-hmm. dumb. And you're right, uh, Nicholas. I I get why it's not considered a classic by a lot, but it's still a good just fun movie. Right. You know? Listen, I don't have a good reason why I didn't. It's watch entertaining. It. And, and <laughs> now that I've watched it, I'm I'm kind of mad that I I took this long to watch. I probably did see the music video because. Like I've known about the movie for a long time. And I, I thought at some point I was like, I must have seen that movie at some point. But when I watched it last night, I was like, none of this rings a bell. So I guess I didn't. Or I right. haven't seen it in so long that I just I didn't remember any of it. So Yeah, I gotcha. Well, the the plot is pretty straightforward. It's basically two cops, and I know that it, it was reworked a lot, but it's basically two kind of youngish cops. I mean, I think Gregory Hines turns 36 in this, uh, you know, and they uh, kind of get in a little over their head and kind of decide to retire and then realize they can't. They still they got to finish this case and come back and finish the case and decide to stay. I mean, that's like the basic plot. But there's a lot more than that. I mean, we get uh, Jimmy Smith's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julio yeah. Gonzalez. I didn't remember it was him at all. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it again a few years ago, I was like, Jimmy Smith's really? Yeah. <laughs> like I had completely forgotten. I, I was picturing what, what's his name? A uh, Robert Davi for some reason, but it's oh, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Robert Davi at all. But yeah, it's Jimmy Smith's in there. We get uh, uh what's his name? Uh, Joe Pantoliano. Mm-hmm. You know, Joey yes, Pants. I, I yeah. saw him and I was like, is that a very young Joey Pants? Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. Snake. He plays Snake. Right. With a, with he, a lot more hair than he normally has. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and his red hair. Yeah. Red hair. The peacock. Yeah. But yeah. And well, you know, but that, that's why you thought it was Davy because they're brothers in Goonies. So right. I see the connection you made there. Yeah. I got you. I exactly. Got you. And then uh, Dan Hadaya. As yep, the captain, as the captain. Yep. you know, and, and I knew him, of course, he was in the Buckaroo Banzai. Mm-hmm. And of course, later on, he was in Clueless. Uh, just, just He's a been bunch in a ton of, of stuff. Yeah. So many things. Yeah. Commando. He was he was a general. Yeah. Commando, Commando. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of my favorites. So, I, you know, of course, I knew him. I remembered him. But it, I yeah, I just completely love this movie. It's mm-hmm. it's just so entertaining because Billy Crystal and and Gregory Hines have like this just chemistry. I mean, it's yeah. just a, a cool banter. They go back and forth. They really just know how to communicate with each other, but in a fun way. And and I think a lot of buddy cop movies, it's kind of not that because they're trying to emphasize the differences. And in this yeah. case, yeah. they're actually kind of quite similar. Mm-hmm. So they just play off each other really well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what really set it, sets it apart from like what I like about halfway through the movie. I'm like, why does this get the same respect as like a lethal weapon or a 40 hours when people talk about buddy cop movies and, and the, what you hit on the, on the head is like, but they're not against each other. It's not that conflict of the two characters right. that drives the story. It's that they've been friends for a long time. Like they work together and they have little, the little disagreements, you know, in, in different parts, but, um, but yeah, but that's not, that's not the the crutch of the movie of them trying to get along. It's more just them chasing after the bad guys, which is right, which is fun. But then it also seems like it, it has almost that old school eighties TV kind of a cop procedural feel to it, which mm-hmm. is probably why it doesn't get the same kind of love because it, there are parts where it feels like it's, almost like a TV show type of, uh, you know, story and, and banter, you know, until it gets in the language and stuff, but, but yeah, so, right. uh, but yeah, but I, I think it's still great. And there was also a young John Grease. Yes. Oh, the Wolfman. <laughs> That's from, right. Uh, That's right. Monster squad. Yep. 
We don't know if he has uh-huh. nards in here, but we'll uh... but yeah. <laughs> good old good old Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, make sure you check out. Uh, I I do appear on on Tim's show. For, mm-hmm. uh, we talked Monster Squad, and uh, I have a Monster Squad episode as well. I don't know if you do Nicholas, but it, I'm. Uh, maybe I'll do one just to complete the. Just uh... to, we might as well, yeah, yeah. Do the get the hat close, trick. Close the but... circle. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, go check those out. They're fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So we get John Grease as well. I mean, it's just like a, a cool cast of characters. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize any of the ladies. I got to say, um, no. So they weren't like typical ladies of the eighties that uh, <laughs> are famous, I guess. Right. But at the same time, they fit perfectly in this movie. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, there's a couple of things I want to bring up. The first is Key West actually plays a pretty decent uh, part of this plot here where they, mm-hmm. they go to Key West on vacation and decide to open a bar. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds great. It shows them, like, hanging out with different girls. And, of course, they're all, like, movie star-level girls uh, just, uh, as far as uh, how attractive they are. Like, right. just not realistic at all. <laughs> But it's like, I want to be there. I want to be in Key West. What am I doing here? You know, so it just it it was great. But the thing that really got me was that there he turns 36. So like we're all older than him now. But he looks they look like so much older than we do. Like mm-hmm. I, even in Key West, when they're just, you know, just themselves, you know, they're they're not uh, in as cops. You know, they're not all bundled up in Chicago. It's like mm-hmm. they just they look so much older than we do. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of like memes recently where they're like mm-hmm. 45 in 1980 and they'll put up a picture of somebody who was 45 and yeah. like 45 and now. And you're like, but how have we like are like when they're like, this is what 56 looked like. And they'll put up like Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's <laughs> like 40, 40 in the eight, 41 in the 80s. And they show a picture of like Wilford Brimley. And you're like, wait a minute. This can't be accurate. But, or <laughs> or uh, I think or yeah, the one I've seen is the one of. uh uh, Danny Glover from Lethal, Lethal Weapon is like, you know, remember he was 38 in this picture and he was already too old for this. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, this is, I feel like that's a conversation we had on our episode of Lethal yeah. Weapon, where it's like, we are both older than Danny Glover was. And he kept repeating <laughs> the one phrase. Yeah. I feel like we got to start saying that now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think I started saying it a couple of years ago before it was really time to but yeah or we yeah. uh we just got to retire to key west and open there a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and now these messages what's up dudes i'm jerry d of totally rad christmas the podcast that talks all things christmas in the 80s toys movies specials music books fashion and fads if it was gnarly during christmas in the 80s he's got it covered wait is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and christmas well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gag Me With The Spoon, The Other Half Of The Battle, and Chant With The Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes! (sighs) 
What seems to be the problem, pal? There's just so much pain in the world, so many issues. I don't think I can bear it. Well, friendo, it sounds like you could use a dose of pop culture roulette. Pop culture roulette? What's that? Some sort of pop culture themed podcast or something? That's right, sonny boy. When hope seems far, dive into some PCR. But I already get my entertainment news from Variety. Huh, that's pretty good. If you're a chucklehead, PCR gives you news you need, condensed, unfiltered, and raw, from three nerds who know a little something about something. Wow, okay, sign me up. That's the spirit. Pop Culture Roulette. New episodes every Monday, available on all major podcast directories. So, so let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. This is not a Christmas movie, but there is some what? Christmas in it. <laughs> I saw a gigantic Christmas tree in so, this movie. <laughs> there is a gigantic Christmas tree. There's a couple of smaller trees and some lights uh, here and there. A few decorations, a wreath on a door, I believe. The climax occurs in that that building. Mm-hmm. The, what is it? The state building. Um, and it's yeah, it's there's just like this huge. It's got to be at least 15 feet tall, probably taller Christmas tree. But the movie itself, it doesn't say like usually I can find at least one quote referencing Christmas and use that in my intro or outro. I got mm-hmm. nothing this time. There was like <laughs> no. they don't speak to it at all. They just happen to be shooting it at this time of year and Christmas mm-hmm. occurs. So now that we got that out of the way. what do you guys like okay so nicholas this is your first time seeing it what were your overall thoughts as far as uh, the plot goes like was there anything that stuck out to you like this is ridiculous or oh there there were two things that struck out to me as ridiculous so they're doing the car chase scene on the l which Mm -hmm. first off i guess so maybe three things because the car chase on the l is pretty ridiculous to begin with but they go into the tunnel and clearly it's no longer on tracks. They're just in a tunnel. Like it is like, it's just a regular flat road. Like they weren't even trying to like pretend they were driving around on, on the underground tracks anymore. Um, and then two, I don't know if there's a garbage truck alive that can pick up an entire taxi cab. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Especially one that had been tricked out. Didn't they make it so that it was like, bulletproof and yeah yeah all sorts of things so it's got to be heavier than normal yeah i was gonna say that yeah because <laughs> those, those hooks don't act that way they they go into pockets and pick the dumpsters mm-hmm. up they don't mm-hmm. squeeze and yeah it's just and i was like wow okay i mean not gonna think that one out or are we were just gonna let that go <laughs> all right it's the 80s it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to make sense i was gonna say so uh, who was it that there's a, that producer that says there's there's awesome and there's logic and awesome wins every time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it still was a fun movie. I mean, right. there, there was, right. you know, it, it was still I mean, you know, watching Billy Crystal do what he does, like it's, 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 you're almost always having a good time. Yeah. Well, the fun thing about it is that they're both like loose cannon cops. So it's not mm-hmm. like Riggs and Murtaugh, where Riggs is just a crazy one and, and Murtaugh's trying to rein him in. It's like they're literally both just like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Let's let's do this, which I I don't know. I think as a kid watching that, that's it was like super cool to me because it's mm-hmm. like that's what cops do. You know, yeah. of course, <laughs> uh, without getting into any politics uh, about today, you know, but it was just it was cool to see as a yeah. kid. So I thought a cop, if if he needed to, could just shove his gun in a person's nose and say, <laughs> you have the right to remain dead. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what cops do. But uh, these guys, they're still young. 
they're a little, I guess, on the older side of a police force. I don't know, but they yeah. talk about retiring yeah. and there's a scene where they have to be saved. They're like, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they put the snake, Joey pants, you know, they, um, they, they put a wire on him. They send him to meet Gonzalez, you know, Jimmy Smith, and they kind of show up and they essentially have to be saved by two undercover cops who were working this case as well. And they're younger. What am I stupid? You think you scared me, right? You can do anything. And guys like me, we got to take it. That's enough. You know, you make it too easy. I remember you both as being smarter. We've been hearing a lot about you, Gonzalez. None of it good. You're giving dope dealers a bad name. This is just the beginning. You're looking at the first Spanish godfather of Chicago. They talk about, uh, you know, when they're partnered together, talk about being handicapped, you know. So there's a lot of, like, old, young jokes. But, you know, I just, I don't see why there was so much tension. Is it just that they were both, they were all just kind of loose cannons and they all just kind of wanted to be the stars or? Yeah, and I don't get, like, I'll, I'll agree with Nicholas, like Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal look older, but they don't look that much older than the other cops. I mean, John they're right. looked old yeah. too. Like, yeah. His hairstyle wasn't helping. He's like, he's like, there's a five year <laughs> difference between us and you're going to call me grandpa. I'm like, you know, there's, you know, neither, you know, Hines nor Billy Crystal has any gray, not even in his beard. And he's like, we've been on the force for a long time. And I'm like, what, like 15 years? Like, and I'm, I'm assuming that when this movie was originally going to be made, it was, but they were supposed to be older. And I think I read something where it was like Paul Newman and somebody else were and Gene Hackman. I think Gene Hackman were the original. So, you know, that, that kind of older makes a little bit more sense. But, right. Uh, but yeah. It reminds me of an episode of psych where uh, Sean and Gus are like competing with uh, some old detectives from when his dad was on the force. Oh I yeah. yeah I, remember, I remember that one. Yeah. It is like Carl Weathers was one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just, yeah, it was like, they're trying to be that, but they're, too close in age it doesn't look like any different from anything else yeah so we get this we get the nice cool thing in florida at the keys and and they buy a, a bank i mean a bank they buy a, a, buy a bar, bar a bar right. excuse me there, yeah there's a scene in the bank where they're they're signing everything over but they do that because essentially costanza has a uh, a nice i guess payday from a deceased aunt Right. Forty thousand dollars went a lot, lot, lot. It went much further in 1986 than it does now. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. It's like we're rich. We're rich. Like 40 grand. I mean, that's good. But it's like, you know, I'd like to have 40 grand just extra I would right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not yeah. I'm not knocking it. But it's I need just like air you condition. Know. Let's do it. Come on. Right. I'll yeah. take 40 grand. But <laughs> but like so the lawyer comes looking for him and uh Gregory mm-hmm. Hines pretends to be him. And the lawyer's yeah. like, wait a yeah. minute, you don't look Italian. And <laughs> he has a whole whole scene where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm a paisan. You know? Right. <laughs> what do I gotta do to, to prove it to you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so can we talk about the bank scene for a minute? Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, this this movie gets very 80s, especially in Key West. Can we talk about the shorts and the 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 tank half tank tops? <laughs> That they're wearing in the bank and i'm like really this was cool in 86 i don't remember this being that cool in 86 <laughs> but maybe in california or key west it's cool i don't I guess, know i guess it was cool in key west because they had <laughs> they had tons of different ladies all they over did the place. yeah they did now, yeah i mean i will say this much i have been to key west but it wasn't until like the early 2000s mm-hmm. so i wasn't there in 86 but nothing that i saw there looked anything <laughs> like what i saw in key west so they actually did go to key west to shoot some of those scenes though which is funny. oh yeah so yeah. it must have been 
maybe it was a different spot or yeah, uh, yeah. or they just it's kind of it's changed <laughs> yeah i mean there's that too but yeah, yeah. It was, um there was one line that that threw me and i had to look it up they're talking about moving back there and they're like there's not even pro basketball in miami oh yeah right yeah, yeah like, wait what that. So I yeah. looked it up. Yeah, the heat didn't exist until '88. So when they made this movie in like '85, '86, it was true. I was like, I just have always remembered the heat existing. Mm-hmm. Like right. I don't remember a time in my life. Obviously, there was ten years of my life where the heat didn't exist, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't right. remember that. You know? Right, right. Well, especially because uh, the heat. And I think the Rockets, weren't they? Were like in the NBA finals in like 94, 95, something like that. I don't think the Heat. Oh, no, it wasn't the Heat. It was uh, it was the Orlando Magic. Never mind. Yeah, that's uh, like the Magic. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so when did the Magic come around? See, now you're, gonna, you're asking questions <laughs> that I don't have answers to. I didn't look that one up. <laughs> yeah, because when, when he made that comment, I was like, maybe I, I thought you like pro, when he said like, pro ball teams, I was just thinking like any kind of, I was like, what you had. You know, Weren't he's wearing it. He's yeah. yeah, but he's wearing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat in the cab. <laughs> so I'm like, that's pro ball, <laughs> that, but that different kind count. of ball, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't count. Uh, I, he did specifically say basketball. Okay, he did. Okay. Oh, yeah. did he? Okay. I don't I didn't remember him saying basketball. I trust you that you he said I just missed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I that because I, I remember specifically looking up when did the Miami Heat become into existence. The Orlando Magic also did not show up until 1989. So okay, so so they didn't. Yeah, interesting. Wow, it's such a weird time, you know, to think about because like they're just they exist. They've they've always existed, but no, they haven't. Right. So they're done with vacation. They come back. The you know they they're telling the captain they're quitting. They're going to be regular folks. He's like, come on, you guys. You guys right. like to shoot people too much, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Promise we'll get robbed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like he happens to like casually drop. Well, you know, Gonzalez, he went free. You know, he mm-hmm. made bail. He's out on the streets. And they're at this point like, okay, we got to we, we gotta wrap this thing up. We can't let him go. And so they start going back on the on the case. And this is where where we get like big busts, you know, there's the, the, the whole priest and nun thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, there's like a priest and a nun that come over and they're apparently with Gonzalez. And so it's like a big diversion. They actually end up smuggling in unknowingly cocaine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the guys get it. And of course, because of their, uh, they're intercepting this big cocaine. This is where we get that big cool car chase scene. Yeah. The, this is where Gonzalez puts them in that uh, garbage truck. Yeah. You know, yeah. And threatens them, which of course they narrowly escape because it's an eighties movie, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Gonzalez also ends up like kidnapping Billy Crystal's ex-wife. ex-wife right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who I did like, there was, there was a line earlier on when uh, at, at the funeral and like his grandma or, or yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, are you two back together? And she's like, no, he's like, good. You're you're too good for him or something. Yeah. He's like, no, we're, we're, we're divorced. He's like, you can't. We don't get divorced. We're just not together. So you're not that's, together. That's, yeah. that's right. You're you're Italian. You're not divorced. Yeah. It's a sin. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, it's like, OK, well, we're not together. Good. He was no good for you anyway. Yeah. He was that no good level. for you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of great lines like that. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole thing. Long story short, they end up. uh he kidnaps his ex-wife. They go after him, uh, which 
Billy Crystal interrupts uh, Gregory Hines while he's getting his groove on with his lady. Right. <laughs> not cool, man. Not cool. Right. But they end up going after her and they, the young cops end up following them and they kind of save the day and massive shootout where they're arguing about who actually shot him. And uh, Pardon me, officer, but I seem to have gotten him from right over there. Well, this is a real topic. This is the topic. I hit that man with every shot. You know, finally, this is just frightening. In other words, you have hit everybody that you've ever shot at. No, I haven't hit everybody, but I hit him. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Great. This is just Grace. Always, always. Okay, one thing I want to bring up. So Gregory Hines, he, like, scales the outside of the building. Right. How? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, now why... And it was like, why? Why would he do it that way? Like, what was the whole point? Yeah, I didn't understand what the point behind him climbing up, like halfway up this random glass building that apparently exists in Chicago somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've only been to Chicago once, so uh, yeah, I flew I've been in. a few times, but yeah, I don't remember. I've never actually yeah, seen the city, so I just <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't remember seeing that building. But that doesn't mean it's not there. Chicago is a big city. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a throwaway line where he says something like they're going to be expecting you like at all the entrances or something. So, yeah. So because they're expecting him, he climbs the outside of the building. But like, that's just it was the craziest thing for him to do that. Like, there's lots of ways you could sneak in. Just take out one guy, you mm-hmm. know, sneak up behind him and take him out like, you know, rig style. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. or even uh, John McClane style. Just, you know. And then and and who what window washers leaving a window washing setup that they can just like <laughs> scale the building at like midnight? It's always convenient. It's yeah, always convenient. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't lived if you haven't seen just a random window washer mm-hmm. <laughs> platform outside a building. Yeah, it's it's just the craziest thing. And of course, there's like the two elevators next to each other and jumping mm-hmm. from one to another. You got to have that. It's an '80s action flick. Yeah, that's like mandatory. A full glass elevator so they can see, you know, they're exposed uh, for him to see everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love those, uh, those 80s, just, just perfectly convenient you know, mm-hmm. plot, plot devices there. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, they have to train the, those two young cops. They punch <laughs> the young cops out while they try to get away. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the young cops help save the day as they, they run in and take a lot of fire. It's just it's it's cool classic eighties cheese and I loved every minute of it. And yeah. especially because we got a huge Christmas tree in the background, it made it perfect. <laughs> yeah. And one thing there's there was a scene that I forgot about and, and I thought it would have been a bigger deal is when they're like of course, you know, the big thing too is when they get back from Key West, then Billy Crystal then becomes wants to be really safe. Like he doesn't right. He's doing everything by the book now. Like they're not in and the captain's like, you know you got, you can't be safe. You get safe. You die. You're like, that's, you know, you can't, you've got to do it. You got to be the, you know, go to the extreme, but they're having the shootout. And of course, Billy Crystal's trying to hide from when, when they're with the younger guys or trying right. to hide and he gets shot by one of the younger cops. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, like, when I watched the day, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, was that the cop that shot him? I was like, maybe you don't know, but that really happened. And they had this little confrontation there. I'm like, but that's like a bigger deal. Like that should have been a little bit more of a plot point. I think of like, you know, look, dude, Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to be friends i mean no matter what you know you shot my partner you tried to shoot me and you know they because they, they even like you know uh they kind of like joke it off well you got a vest on or whatever so it didn't matter it was like yeah but you didn't so you know what if i shot you so it's like I, that that whole scene i was like there was some 
some extra, you know, little drama they could have added there. But it, I will say about this movie, one another kind of difference between like Lethal Weapon and 40 Hours. This to me was like a straight up comedy. Like it's meant to be funny. So right. Right. We, we can get hung up on some of the plot points, but it's, I, I, w- I would actually call this one a comedy action movie, not an action comedy because it's really more, it, it leans more on the comedy side mm-hmm. than the action side for me, which mm-hmm. kind of sets it apart as well. I could, I could go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think if you're going to, if you're going to cast Billy Crystal, that's yeah. kind of expected, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So they save his ex-wife. Of course he and, and his ex-wife end up getting back together. She of was going to be marrying a dentist. Yeah. Cause how cool is that? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> And like, as they're making out, he's like, what about the dentist? And she even says like, who? Right, and right. So there you go. All right. Okay. I did have a question. So that girl that um, Gregory Hines is with, she wasn't married, right? That was just her boyfriend. It was there. I kind of thought that she was married, but she, yeah. they, they wouldn't really say that. Yeah. That's that kind of how weird. I got it. Cause like he got, like he showed up at her house and was like, oh, he, uh, we're here to arrest her. Cause she has all these parking tickets and, mm-hmm. He just goes, oh, of course, and like leaves. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's for you. Like he's not going to stand there and listen to it. But then, right. he, like when he meets her at the bar, he asks her for her name, and she only gives the first name. He said, "Oh, she's right. married. She must be married." And so, like that, from that, I assume that when he went and when he showed up at her door, that 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 was her husband, not her boyfriend. But I, I think they referred to him as the boyfriend a couple of times. And I was thinking they were kind of doing it, doing it in jest. Like, like she's not really married, but right. Well, and, and that was my first thought too. I thought she was married also, but then they say something like, uh, you know, you married and she says no, or, or been there. Okay. And he, he says the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm same, you know, divorced or something. And I don't remember the exact line. Now I'm kicking myself for not writing it down, but (laughs) yeah, it was something like that where she kind of says she's not. So then I thought, well, maybe she's not married. Maybe that's just her boyfriend, but it doesn't make as much sense if it's just her boyfriend. Like it's mm-hmm. actually like quite be so sneaky about it. It's... Right. And the the other thing about that, that, that threw me the second time when they mm-hmm. fake like a phone call to like get him arrested. Right. Right. <laughs> like she walks out and she looks over at him and gives him like, it's like a Mentos commercial all the time. All yeah. of a sudden she's like, <laughs> right. Ah, right. It's right. okay. Like, wait, what? Like, right. You just had my boyfriend arrested on fake pretenses. Mm hmm. And I'm just going to be like, well, forget that guy. I'm going with you now. Right. Like, that, right. <laughs> like in a, in a normal situation, that's creepy. And you're getting, you know, <laughs> that also sounds like, like very illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know how well their case really would stick in court. Right. Honestly, but, but yeah, but, but let's oh, talk about the boyfriend, but you know, he looks like he's old enough to be older. Like he looks older than both Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. So when he first came to the door, I was like, wait a minute, is this her dad or her uncle? Or like, what is, <laughs> who's this old guy entering the door? Like, I didn't put that together. But yeah, it was the 80s where everyone just looked very, Older. very old. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were much more mature in the 80s. <laughs> right. And now these messages. Are you a fan of movies and TV shows inspired by comics? Ready for a podcast that dives deep into the thrilling world of adaptations? Well, look no further. Welcome to Moving Panels, the podcast where we discuss movies and TV shows based on, inspired by, and adapted from the world of comic books. This is your go-to podcast for all things comics on screen. 
I'm your host, Laramie Wells, and every Monday we explore the dynamic universe where ink meets action. We break down the classics, reveal hidden gems, and uncover the creative process behind your favorite adaptations. Subscribe to Moving Panels now on your favorite podcast platform and join us on this epic journey through the pages of comics and onto the big screen. Remember, new episodes drop every Monday. Don't miss out. Moving Panels, where every panel has a story and every adaptation is a blockbuster. Subscribe today and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Hey there, fellow 80s movie aficionados. Are you ready to embark on a nostalgia-filled journey to the greatest era of cinema? Then look no further than the Retro Life For You 80s Movie Podcast. Join us every week as we rewind the VHS tapes, dust off those Betamax classics, and dive headfirst into the neon-soaked, totally tubular world of the 1980s movies. From the Brat Pack to Action Heroes, we've got it all covered. Breakfast Club, Ghostbusters, E.T. and Indiana Jones, and more. It's like a trip in Doc Brown's time machine, but without the DeLorean. So whether you're a diehard 80s film buff, or just curious about the cinematic gems of the past, Retro Life for You is your ticket to the ultimate movie time warp. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Retro Life for You, and we can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast as well as on our website, www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com. I have to ask this question too, because I thought about it. So, did Gregory Hines start out as a motorcycle cop, and that's why he has a police motorcycle in his obviously one bedroom <laughs> flat apartment? Uh, <laughs> yeah i mean it's cool when billy crystal comes in and turns it on to wake him up the next morning but then you know later on they kind of use it somewhat of a chaser to get somewhere but right uh, i just thought you know at first of all that's cool it's a cool you know accessory to have in your living room just i just got a cop car in my in my apartment just just because <laughs> a random just because i can a right. random uh police motorcycle listen you can have awesome you can have logic <laughs> we've already established awesome yeah, wins right. every that's time right. that's that's right <laughs> good point good point yeah 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 this movie was interesting so it grossed over 38 million i know that tom Selleck and john travolta were also considered for the role but uh Selleck couldn't because of magnum pi and travolta's agent was like yeah don't do that <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have been the same movie for sure yeah it would have really... been a vastly different movie with those two mm-hmm and mm-hmm. I know that there were a couple of scripts actually out there for a sequel that yeah. didn't never got picked. And uh, mm-hmm. Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines both were like, yeah, these scripts are terrible. So we're not doing this either. Good for them. Yeah. I, I don't think it they needed it, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They left it kind of open somewhat, but it it, it didn't really need it. it, it it's, a, it's its own full story, I think. So I think so, too. Now that uh, that song, Sweet Freedom, is probably one mm-hmm. of my favorite songs from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like it's just a it's just a banger. It's really good. Oh yeah. yeah. It's on my uh my eighties flick movie songs mixtape on Apple Music if you want to listen to it. The <laughs> right. full version that they play on the credits, it's like six and a half minutes long. Yeah, it's a long song. Yeah. yeah it really is. Yeah, so they uh Gregory Hines actually liked the script. He thought it was pretty cool that there was a black guy that actually had love scenes because that wasn't mm-hmm. really 
typical, you know, there was like, uh, you think of Miami Vice, it was like, you know, the black guy was just more like asexual and the white guy had the, all, all the, the ladies. Appeal. Right, mm -hmm. right. And so, uh, so he actually enjoyed that part of it. And I know, yeah, Billy Crystal actually, they kind of improv quite a bit on it. So, um, <laughs> but he, he said that he could only do it because Heinz was like solid on, on his deliveries and mm -hmm. everything. So uh, that's kind of cool. Well, Heinz had had at least one Mel Brooks movie under his belt by that point. Gregory Hines? Yeah. Which yeah, he was, was in uh, History, uh, of, the History of the World. Oh, he was in yeah. History of the World. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I, wow, imagine, I, I'm, I imagine if you, you spent that amount of time on a, uh, on a Mel Brooks set, you have to be somewhat <laughs> competent when it comes to improv. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they filmed it from... Uh, September of 85 all the way to January of 86. That's why we get the little bit of Christmas, but it's not super Christmassy. Right, right. Yeah, so this one's great. It's got 61% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and it's just funny. Roger Ebert liked it. He, he said, <laughs> he said, uh, and I quote, it transcends its dreary roots and turns out to be a lot of fun. And I agree. Yeah. It, it really is just a lot of fun. Yeah, I think, like once again, I think making it more of a comedy elevates it more than if it had just been like a straight you know, cop procedural type of movie, which right. were pretty run of the mill back then as well, like early, especially like late seventies, early eighties. So this gave it a little bit more life than just you know, because like once again, it's not a convoluted story. So it's eighties. There's going to be drugs involved. There's going to mm -hmm. be smuggling involved. There's going to mm -hmm. be you know uh, corruption in some at some point. Um, so it 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 hit all those marks, but adding the comedy helped to kind of make it make it more memorable memorable at least for me i agree yeah so you know i gotta ask guys what would you say would be your hap hap happiest memory or moment about this film here i mean i think back all all the way to last night when i watched it for the first time <laughs> it's uh it's hard to remember yeah so, um I mean, I just, it's a fun film. I really liked, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I really have a favorite scene. I mean, there was just a bunch of really fun lines. Yeah. And, and now I'm just kind of upset that I took this long to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think of this as necessarily as a Christmas movie, like you said, but right. I do think about it as like a winter movie because being set in Chicago mm -hmm. during the winter, there's lots of snow. And then of course, you know, one of the, the biggest scenes that I think was pretty heavy in the trailer too, is of course when, uh, they catch Jimmy Smith's mm -hmm. character with, you know, without his pants. And so, oh, of course, yeah. they have to throw their pants to him. <laughs> so they're running around in their long johns. Throw me your pants. <laughs> we can't do that. We have no choice. Maybe we can get him with a lucky shot. I can't even see him behind her. It's worth a try, though, right? As long as I keep my pants on. <laughs> now, man, come on. I'm going to drop her. Oh, he's going to do this. All right, then we let him kill us. That's what he wants anyway. There's a certain dignity in that. As long as we keep on our pants. So, you know, that that scene always makes me laugh. Classic. And, you know, I love how they run out in the street in the way they stand. They're both like half bent down. Like they're halfway sitting while they're firing their their guns in their long johns, which is which is hilarious. And then, <laughs> of course, the cavalry comes up. I told you to call one backup. You called the whole Rose Day parade or something, like that, you know, the, the parade. So you've was, never called for backup before. Yeah, yeah we didn't know what this was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so yeah, so this this is definitely like one of those, like when it's cold outside and mm -hmm. you know, it's like I have this wintry like when it gets really cold because it doesn't get we we have a few days like that here in, in Georgia 
like I want to watch something with like lots of snow and let me feel like it's, you know, it's like a cold day. So, so mm-hmm. this, that's definitely one for me. Uh, in Wisconsin, we just call that looking out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little different for you. A little yeah. For you. Yeah. We don't really get much snow here. And when we do, it's usually very little, except mm-hmm. the, the last couple of years where randomly we'll get like a couple of days of just complete ice. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We mm-hmm. typically get more ice than we do snow or we get ice first and the snow on top is what we, we typically get. So, yeah, same. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's. For me, I, I mean, I think it's got to be it's got to be when they're just no, maybe not. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It really is hard. It's probably the, the pants scene as well, just because, mm-hmm. you know, he makes them throw their pants down and they're he's got a hostage and they're like a couple of flights up and mm-hmm. there they are arguing, you know, just just bickering like like uh, an old married couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're yeah taking yeah. their pants off and they throw them down and they miss, you know, right. I <laughs> will say it, catch it. It's yeah. Just, Hilarious. It would have been funnier if he did get uh, Billy Crystal's pants because he's much shorter. So to see him kind of put on Billy Crystal's <laughs> pants would have been funny. Would have been an added sight gag, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I really like that part. Uh, yeah. But now, now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little segment I like to call "Gag Me with the Spoon." So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the movie. You know, not that we don't like it, just something we didn't like as much. And so as the guests, I'll let you go first, just kind of set up the scene. And why don't we start with you, Tim? Oh, man, I'm. you know what? I knew this was coming and I did. I'm not prepared, mm. um, but it's hard because I can't think of a scene of the movie that I don't like or that isn't fun. Oh, man. Come back to me. Go ahead, Nicholas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why would you do that? Something. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> this is our banter. This is where we banter. This is, this uh... is, this is the fun part. Man, you know, I uh, as soon as we started recording, I'm like, there's a segment coming up here that I should have prepared for. <laughs> okay, I tell you what, I'll go first. Um, you guys can check IMDb or something. It's That's what good. I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so this is where, and I'm gonna try to do my best, Dan Hadaya here. Okay, so it's yeah. the, the Captain Logan, and he's like forcing them to go on vacation because they just messed up the whole case and everything, and so uh. He's pretty much saying, I approve your leave. I'm sick of you. And so he says this. And <laughs> again, I'm going to try my best here. I <laughs> I can't do that kind of accent, but I'll do it. All right. Now, let me tell you something. If I find you in the city, I'm going to have you arrested. Yeah. If you step one foot in the station house, I'm going to have you shot. <laughs> it's like, come on. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, no captain would say that. You just right. Say, like, right. Get out. <laughs> All right. So that was mine. That's a good one. That was a good one. You got one yet, Nicholas? Uh, I mean, I don't really have a bad scene. No, I'm that's just fine. To... Let's right. just do any scene then. Okay. So they're they're in the car, they're driving, and and uh, Costan, not Costanzo, uh, Gonzalez starts shooting at him, and they're like, "Oh, it works! They're really bulletproof!" Oh yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Ace. Uh, <laughs> wait, the windows don't roll down. Well, then I can't repeat the rest of the line. But <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That, that was good. Yeah, I almost almost was on. But that was a fun. I like that. I like that that scene. So I'm only going to use this line just because it it perfectly capsulates the 80s, because mm-hmm. if you weren't born in the 80s, you won't understand the reference. So it this is why I use this one. So it's when they're in they're in um, Jimmy Smith's car. They're driving around. So they pull up to the ladies and the ladies look at him and they're like, hey, that's uh, Julio's car. What are you doing there? He's like, excuse me. We're from Noisebusters. Do you know where the Menudo concert is? 
Menudo. Yeah, Menudo. Yeah, Menudo. You know, for those of you that that weren't born in the eighties, that's where uh, uh, Ricky Martin came Ricky from. Ricky Martin got his. Yeah, yeah it was like a little boys. It was like it, a, it was a, a. Yeah, that was that was a boy band before NSYNC and right and Backstreet Boys. Right, right. when New Edition, Menudo. That was about it back then. And they had some Spanish hits as well. Which was, yes, they did. Yeah. yeah, my my sister was a big Menudo Menudo fan really? for about for about a month or two, like when they were at their their height oh, of right. their stardom. But I think I still think it's a funny line because obviously they're not fans of Menudo. It's like we're from the Noise Busters. Where's you know where the Menudo concert is? <laughs> Oof. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why? That's a Mercedes in this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's probable cause. Yeah, that's probable cause. Yeah, that was a good line. There's a uh, lot of like really good lines in this. And yeah. uh, you you use the captain. One of my captain's favorite lines is, and once again, something a captain would never say is like, they're like, why is he doing that, captain? You are the detectives. Go and detect. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And you just picture, you know, Cher, Cher's dad from Clueless saying that. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. My other favorite one, sorry. I'm, I'm, ahead, these are ahead. those ones like, but yeah, I love it when it. when Billy Crystal got shot and he was like, he, you know, of course, you know, he's got the vest on. He thinks he's dying. He's like, tell me you're going without oh, yeah, me. Yeah. Tell me you're going without me. OK, I'll go without you. You'd go without, without me, me. But you told me to. <laughs> yeah, he's <gets> all indignant. <laughs> and he says, where's my gun? I'll, I'll kill you right now. Yeah, I'll kill you right now. Yeah, where's my gun? I'm going to shoot you right now. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was another favorite. That's another favorite one. favorite line. That's definitely a good one. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was. I did really like the. I, mean, I can't repeat most of it, but they they're <laughs> at the airport, and yeah. the guy's like, "This is bad coke." Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. But he's using other words, and yeah, they're like, yeah. "What?" And they're like, "No, this is." Ba-. You mean like bad? Really... Like what kind? What kind of bad do you mean? Like it's bad or it's bad? Yeah. Well, this was like that era when you would use bad to mean good, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, that like that's. That's bad. He's a bad dude, man. You know, like like <laughs> yeah. he's a cool guy, but <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of that going on. Yeah, there's just there's just some funny, funny bits here. It's just it's good stuff. I'll have to add this to my uh, my watch list. I have to watch it occasionally here and there. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it was enjoyable. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. It's is it like high art? No. You know. No. It, but is it terrible? No, it's not terrible yeah. either. It's just it's fun to watch. And uh, to see the banter back and forth and to see a young Jimmy Smits. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this special replay episode. If you want to hear more from this episode or want to get nostalgic about everything Christmas in the 80s, then please go check out Totally Rad Christmas Podcast. And be sure to show some love to Pop Culture Roulette Podcast as well. For this episode's flashback feedback, I want to share one of our Apple Podcast reviews. This one is titled A Freaking Epic 80s Pod and comes from MX Sandy 12, which I'm pretty sure is Max Sanders from Buzz in the Tower podcast. Max's review says, hilarious and joyous and knowledgeable, a must for nostalgia lovers. Thank you so much, Max. Be sure to check out Buzz in the Tower podcast as well. I was just featured on their recent episode about Ferris Bueller's Day Off as a fan spotlight, so be sure to go check that one out as well. Well, that's all for this one. If you love the 80s flip flashback like Max does, then leave us a stellar written review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow or subscribe and tell your 80s flick-loving friends and family all about us. You can reach out to us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Please support the show through buymeacoffee.com for as little as five bucks a month and go visit our online store or Public to order some t-shirts, sweatshirts, and other cool 80s flick flashback merch. 
Thanks again for listening. I'm Tim Williams for the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. Your detectives go and detect. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.